Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. Alrighty, we're live again. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, not too much. Um, I was hoping to be able to share my new fancy camera. I've got the Opal C1, but um, mm. looks like it wasn't in the cars today. So you're stuck with uh, my my FaceTime camera <laughs> on my computer. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I keep hearing about that camera. Seems like everyone's getting on board that the Opal train. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's very Apple esque. It's really really nice and well designed. It's pretty like mm. hefty. They basically, it's like a little like metal block, it feels like. And then you mount it on this big piece of metal that's, you know, what goes on top of your, your monitor or your screen, wherever you want it. And then you literally like screw it to tighten it on like the exact position you want it. That's so you can get like the angle right. Um, but I've been pretty impressed so far. Like it's got really, really good quality and... Um, Besides trying to record this, it's held up across several <laughs> meetings and people have commented on it. So I don't know what's going on. It might just be, I don't know, one of those weird things, compatibilities with browsers and updates and certain versions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was curious, are, are you doing many other podcast recordings these days outside of this show? Um, I've been a guest on quite a few pretty recently. Yeah. Um, I haven't recorded anything for everything is marketing uh, since January, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, and in fact, it's pretty good timing. I, I, I knew I kind of wanted to do more like, you know, summit talks and uh, podcast recordings and videos becoming more and more podcast or uh, podcasts are becoming more video centric. Um, and then doing things like recording courses and uh, like even little updates for swipe well now posting in the, the swipe files community i kind of wanted to just have like a, a nice video setup but going the dslr route is really really complicated and you have to get like special adapters for the power and um it can like only do up to an hour and it'll get like really hot and sometimes it doesn't always drive with like you have to do a lot of like manual settings for uh quality and i don't know so when I saw the Opal, I was like, oh, for sure, I'm, I'm going to get it. So, <laughs> yeah, bit the bullet. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty pretty sweet. Today, though, if you're wondering how I'm, how I'm doing, I'm feeling really tired, to be honest. <laughs> I've, uh, the last couple of days, I've been reminded how, like, tightly correlated my, my sleep is to my productivity. And, uh, on Saturday, so over the weekend, my wife is at Coachella until Easter. And um, so Saturday night, we wanted to drive back so we could be back with family on Easter. So we left uh, Indio at like 1.45 in the morning and then I drove her and her sister back home. And we didn't get back home until like 4.30 and then asleep by like 4.45. And then we had to be up for Easter and had a whole day with family and didn't get home till. 1130 or even 12 last night. And so we woke up just feeling like corpses, <laughs> just like got in our car, went to get coffee, came back, sat on the couch for a while, just trying to like wake up. Um, so it's been, it's been a pretty slow day. 
Yeah. I mean, you're talking to a guy who's uh, mostly working half days right now. <laughs> I know, two man. babies at I, home. <laughs> I, I don't even have any room to talk because I can't even imagine what you're going through. No, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's similar to that where some days are, you're really, really dragging and, uh, I've gotten to the point where I just accept it now. Like, Hey, if I'm only getting three hours today or, or two hours, then that's all I'm going to get done. So, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it's not nearly the same. You know, my wife's at Coachella. I was playing poker. <laughs> like we were, <laughs> we were having fun, but we, you know, we're paying for different it now. Scenario. <laughs> right. Very, very different scenario. Yeah. That, uh, that childless life, you know, um, seriously. Yeah. Oh, well, how so things going? How, yeah. I was going to say real quick, you know how, uh, Colleen goes to the same co-working space as me and she's got three kids and we were having lunch the other day with some people at the co-working space. And, uh, one of the guys, he's like, you know, he's, I don't know, late thirties, early forties, single. And he's like, yeah, I just like, I have so much free time. Like, I don't know what to do with it all. And we're like, <laughs> we're looking at each other like, what is free time? <laughs> right. Keep that to yourself, but, uh, buddy. <laughs> we don't yeah, want to hear seriously. it. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I hit the gym. I went to, uh, you know, spa, got a massage. It's like, and then I just like, wasn't really sure what else to do that day. Oh man. He, he, he's also a crypto trader. So uh, mm. he's living the dream. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Very, very different life. I know. Yeah. I, I can't complain. It's, um, it's been, I, I feel like actually the last like week or so I've been like very productive. It's really just since, since Friday. Uh, well, okay. So to give you the full story. So Friday, my wife's at Coachella, she spent the night with her friend. I spent all night playing video games, to be honest. It was like the first time I'd really <laughs> played video, video games for a long time, but she was gone. And I figured like, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I don't really know what to do with myself, to be honest. Cause yeah. normally it's us, we're going out on a date or we're watching a movie or something. And so I played video games and I was up super late and then Bachelor we're driving everything out. and right. Yeah, exactly. Bachelor <laughs> life. It gets old pretty fast though, to be honest. I'm not like a one to like, Oh, like I wish I could just go out with the boys or like, play video games all the time i get pretty tired of it like i like them i like married life a lot better uh but married life with kids is a whole other level so oh. i mean i i joke about it but i yeah i wouldn't trade it for anything it's it's been awesome so yeah 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 so are are you are you like back to work are you still kind of just put in like a couple hours here and there or what have the, the past two weeks looked like yeah, I think I kind of had a false start. <laughs> uh, so two weeks ago, I was like, all right, I'm going to start going back uh, into the co-working space. And um, I did, but wasn't super productive. And um, and my family's still been in town. My, my parents actually leave tomorrow morning. Um, so saw them one last time today. And mm. uh, just kind of took a step back from there and was like, okay, I'm going to continue to dial it back and spend more time with family uh, while they're out here and not, I, I, I keep having to really like quiet the voice in my head. That's like saying, you know, you're not getting anything done and, and you should be working and you should be being productive and all that stuff. And, uh, it, it for me, at least it, it constantly comes up, but, uh, I have to kind of fight against that and realize like, Hey, things are okay. Like Noah's handling support and has, has been taking, you know, doing a great job taking care of that. And, customers are still signing up. People are still happy. 
uh, service is still running. Everything's everything's still good. So, uh, you know, I can afford to uh, push a little less hard right now, which is which has been awesome, really. To I mean, I'm I'm super grateful to even be in that position. Um, but yeah, sometimes I have to remind myself that that is okay. Right. Yeah. Take the W, you know, I yeah. think it's easy sometimes just to forget kind of where you are and how far you've come and what you're allowed to do. And, you know, it's like before, before you start a, a business or kind of go out on your own, you sort of like dream about like, man, I can't wait till one day I can just like have my own thing and it'll be running and I can just take a week off. And then like, you never actually do it. <laughs> Um, because right. you feel stressed like about what it. got you the there changes. Yeah. right yeah so i'm glad you should definitely take the win take the w enjoy it give yourself permission yeah yeah so it, it has been uh a lighter work uh last week was lighter work week um but have gotten a few things done uh it's kind of funny. One of the, one of the things that got done. So, uh, both when my son was born and when my daughter was born most recently. Uh, so my son was born last year, January. Uh, I I would say both times, like fairly soon after, like a a month or so later, there were, uh, we started having like some scaling problems. Uh, and yeah, yeah, so that happened last year, and so I, I fixed a bunch of that, and you know, when we were good for a while, and uh, just last week, uh, I've I've seen uh, now and then a few alerts come through, and uh, more so like warnings than like things are actually a problem. But usually, it's like that's kind of the the canary in the coal mine before mm. uh, things get more serious. And so last week we had, there was like five minutes where basically servers were overloaded. We were dropping some requests and, and just kind of like, it wasn't good. Um, and I think it's also related to like, whenever I, uh, you know, after having a kid and like then wanting to spend more time with family and wanting things to be more stable, it's like, mm-hmm. that really becomes a focus for me. Like when mm-hmm. I'm in normal work mode, I'm just like, okay, I'll deal with it when it happens and, you know, figure it out. But uh yeah so last week i the 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 focus time that i did get in um spent working on the some of the bottlenecks or basically one main bottleneck that um i knew has been lingering for a long time um but it just wasn't a priority until until it was um so yeah this uh this this fun bit of code was using like 60 percent of our server resources and then i deployed an update that fixed it uh, or optimized it Mm. And, uh, it basically, I mean, you can like, <laughs> if you look at like the performance graphs, it like just drops down to nothing, Wow, uh, which was, which is super satisfying. I love working on <laughs> performance stuff. So, uh, yeah, that, that was really fun. That's cool. Wow. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could, I could see myself if I was in, if I was like a developer or program, like kind of getting into that side of things, which is like, everything is working smoothly and it's like mm-hmm. a well-oiled machine. And, um, that I could definitely, you know, you get that nice dopamine hit when the, when the graph drops and everything right. feels like it's working better. Yeah. It's like super measurable, very satisfying to, to see the results and mm-hmm. also to not, uh, to reduce the chances of being woken up at three in the morning, um, 
not not from a crying baby, but from the servers being down, which, right, which right. is much worse. <laughs> I know. There are two yeah. two kinds of alarms you could hear in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> and I would really not, don't like hearing the second one. So, yeah. Well, what about nice. you? What about the, the last two weeks? Yeah, we, um, I think I was trying to think back in the last update and looking back through our notes. And I think the last time I was just talking about inviting some of the first kind of beta users for SwipeWell and um, scheduling those and getting those first ones kind of booked. Uh, I think I had also talked about how like not very many, many people had booked the onboarding call yet. Um, right. So I was doing like these, these batches of 10 and it must've just been like that first batch for whatever reason that those people like weren't ready or weren't uh, interested in responding yet because I sent out a few more batches of invites and now there's just been a whole bunch. So I think we had maybe like seven or eight last week and we have another six or seven this week. Um, so the onboarding calls have taken some time. Uh, and I've also been like a big focus just trying to, uh, I've kind of just tried to pause a little bit and like, instead of always trying to move on to the next thing and get to the next step, just kind of like absorb what's going on and experience the onboarding calls for what they are. And, just like let this be kind of a phase that I'm in. So mm -hmm. um, they've been really, really insightful. Uh, like definitely having gone through this experience, I'm kind of sold on the idea of never starting another SaaS without first doing the, like manual onboarding calls for those first users because we just learned so much. Um, and like the process that we have now is basically uh, send the invite, schedule the, the call through Savvy Cal. Me and Connor are both on it, but Connor's in and out of meetings, and so half of them are, are just me. But I'll record the call using Grain, and that'll also generate a transcript, and then I'll take notes that are timestamped throughout the call. And then I'll basically mark, like, here's all like the feedback that people are, are saying, um, marking like all the, the bugs or ideas for improvements or places where people got stuck. Um, and then like my own ideas or notes that I'm taking of like other things we can add or just, uh, things to keep in mind for later. And then that'll generate all these little storied highlights that are kind of these little video snippets from the call. And then I'll just send those over to Connor and be like, Hey, here's like the interesting things from the call. That way he doesn't have to watch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have like a good place to kind of mark. I'm like, Oh, we need to figure this out or I need to you know, I want to look at this later or, um, you know, how can we improve this based on what someone said? It's just like right there, time stamped. So I've been doing that for each one of them. And that's been really, really, really good. Cause Connor can just make a ticket for each one of them. Um, I feel like I'm doing my job on like, you know, playing messenger and like relaying some of the feedback. Uh, but we've learned a whole lot. I think also just being able to like be in the room when they're creating their account and doing things and then they're experiencing kind of these walls where they're like, you know, someone, for example, um, they signed up and then basically the first screen that we take them to is to the dashboard, but it's kind of an empty state. And so it says like, click here to upload your first swipe or download the Chrome extension. And um, the first few times, every time someone would click upload but then they would be like, I don't really have anything in my downloads folder to upload right now. Let me go find something. 
And then they'd be like, oh, I should have just downloaded the Chrome extension. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you, you, they don't know it yet, but they can just like click on the Chrome extension on whatever website that they're on and then it'll take a screenshot for them. But instead mm-hmm. they're going to the website and then they're like dragging and taking a screenshot and then they're going back to swipe well and they're trying to upload. But then at that point also, once they upload something, then their the little button to download the Chrome extension is gone. So then I'm like, oh, wait, you should, okay, instead of doing that again, you should just, so after a few times, I was like, okay, we need to just like really force everyone to download a Chrome extension, figure out like another version of the empty state, which I'm still trying to figure out like how to, I don't really know what the solution is, um, but like me and Connor are going to have to kind of, you know, brainstorm on that a little bit. Um, but things like that where I'm like, I never really would have known that or seen it unless someone had told me or unless they just like given that feedback. But because I was there with them and I can see live, like how they're experiencing this thing, then our like rate of learning was just accelerated by like a hundredfold. Um, so it's been really good. There have definitely been like a whole bunch of bugs and quirks and little things we need to work out the kinks of all to be expected. We're very much trying to follow the, you know, if you, uh, you know, if you're not embarrassed of your, your product when you launch, you've mm-hmm. launched too late kind of advice. I'm butchering it probably, but um, I'm not embarrassed because there's, this is too ex- to be expected, right? But it's that idea of just, it's been uncomfortably early, right? Uh, yeah. And so now we're working out a lot of those things before. We're, we're continuing to send out more invites, but I've paused on sending out even more invites until we kind of work out this whole bunch of, and whole batch of uh, feedback and, improvements to make yeah doing it in batches like that's perfect because you've already learned everything you're going to learn right now or or most of it at least right Uh, you can go back and fix all those and Mm -hmm. right originally like i wanted to use the first couple to to see what all things people would experience and what are the things we need to improve and fix or uh, areas for optimization and then as soon as I started hearing and seeing the exact same things over and over and over again, I was like, okay, we need to, you know, I don't want to like go through this with everyone. It'll be like pulling teeth a little bit. And so we just need to like hit pause, work those things out. Then we'll send out the next batch and we'll see if they experience those same things again, or if it's a new set of things and then kind of rinse and repeat before most things are worked out. Yeah. And imagine you were just using say like some, product analytics tool you weren't doing the onboarding calls and you're like hmm. so our, our conversion percentage to download chrome extension is like five percent are people right. not interested in chrome extension <laughs> is, you know is our button placement not good like yeah <laughs> you can just be on the call and see oh this is exactly what's tripping people up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah that's key right and that was also why we didn't invest a whole lot into like the onboarding experience and flow because just didn't know like what, what's the right order of operations and what we should be showing and not showing. And it's like pretty clear now, even though I still don't think it's needed really, but like the Chrome extension should be the very first step that someone goes to. We, we could even honestly, if you wanted to, we could just, we don't even have to make it like a step. We could just have someone, you know, when they sign up, it'll just like take them to, uh, they'll create their account, like redirect them to the Chrome extension page in Chrome, click download, because then the very next thing they do is click log in after they download. And then that'll like take them to the dashboard instead of mm-hmm. trying to like 
host mm-hmm. that experience ourselves of like click here to doubt like we could just take them uh it's like a very kind of quick and dirty solution but um yeah i mean i can't recommend it enough it's just been uh super 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 insightful um so yeah that that's been the main thing uh last two weeks how, also last week i go ahead uh, i was just curious how are you guys balancing like how much mvp to build versus okay now we have enough to show people um mm. yeah i have some thoughts but i'm curious what you guys are doing well uh well maybe i'll just ask how much what do you mean by how much mvp like basically just how many features to build yeah so i i think it's like because you guys built an actual functioning product as your mvp uh you know obviously it doesn't have all the bells and whistles and features and some of the onboarding pieces that you'd like um like i find it very difficult to say put some put mock-ups in front of someone and take them through it um Mm. i find it a little bit like the mom test where everyone is people are more willing to just be like oh yeah this is this is this looks good this looks great maybe I would change the colors a little bit, you know, versus like when someone's actually stumbling through it themselves with a usable product. Um, but yeah, trying to, trying to balance, okay, we need something that's functional, but, uh, your, your original assumptions may be pretty far off as to what people are actually looking for or how they might use the product. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that can be tricky. Yeah. I mean, to a certain degree, I think that we have to, be like kind of take a, a risk in just making some assumptions, right? Where they can't like eliminate all of them. But basically if there's like, you know, at least two different paths of like, we can go with this direction with the product or this direction, you know, we need to just like pick one and see if this is totally off or if it's close. And then that'll help us figure out if route B maybe would have been better. And if so, we can go and build that version of it. Um, and then once once we had that, it's like we kind of knew early on, like this would probably be a Chrome extension. It could also be these other things where we could start with other places, like we could start with a screenshotting service or we could start with like an email capture service. But mm. we're going to start with a Chrome extension. Uh, it's kind of like the quick and dirty MVP. Um, Connor also ended up shipping the the email forwarding feature as well by the time we started sending out the invites. So it was kind of like a bonus, but we really didn't strategically oh, cool. uh, choose to do that. Um, it just sort of happened to, to have that in the works. But um, but we did go through like, we basically, he mocked up a couple of different versions of screens uh, and then chose like, okay, we don't know which one's gonna be the best, but we think this one is going to be the best. Let's like, make a mental note to revisit this if it feels like one of these screens isn't working or if there's some improvements to be made on this. But again, we're just gonna like pick one. Um, and uh, and now I think now that we have like the base version of it, that, that's totally how we've been thinking about um, like, okay, now what's next? What are like the, mm-hmm. the other features? Um, what are all the other things that we can do? But I, I do like now building this out, there's that old graph of like what an MVP is. And it's like the wrong way to build an MVP is like a tire and then like a chassis and then 
you know, a shell of a car and then like a fully functioning car. And it's like the right way is to build like uh, a skateboard, a bicycle, a motorcycle, and then a car. And I kind of mm-hmm. get that going through this now. Cause it's like, there are so many other things that we want to do, but like the skateboard version of this is a Chrome extension that just that's takes cool. a screenshot for you, you know? And like, that's like the smallest, literally minimally viable version of what this thing should be. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been hard. I, I think, I think eventually we'll kind of get to the point where, especially once we want to really go back on like the design and the UX and maybe we'll have someone help with that as well. We'll do some more extensive kind of user research around, you know, do you like version A or do you like version B better? And like getting some more statistical significance. But I agree. I think early on you're just sharing screens with people and they're like, Oh yeah, that looks great. That looks cool. <laughs> it's like, ah, until they use it, you don't really get mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just your comment about it being really hard. Uh, you're in the hardest stage right now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys get some credit for that for sure. Yeah. I, I think that we've done a really, really good job of this and I'm trying not to toot our own horn, but like, just having something shipped is mm-hmm. the key. Like doesn't matter if it's ugly. doesn't matter if it barely works. I mean, honestly on, on the calls, it, sometimes it barely worked. There was a weird thing with like, um, if you, if you had more than one tab open, then it would throw like a bunch of server errors and like it literally crashed and didn't work. <laughs> and that was totally fine because we had something shipped and we were able to learn from it. And it doesn't seem like a useful moment, but it really was because we had something in front of them. We had screens, we yeah. had designs. They could imagine how it worked. They could give feedback on other things, even though like it broke. Just the fact that we had something shipped is the most important part. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going through it too a little bit with you know some of the other uh, people and ideas that I'm still exploring with. And, um, it's, it's really, really hard to try to like scope something out and, and tell people about it before you have something to show for. It's just, it gets a hundred times easier when you're just like, here's the thing you want to try it. And they're like, Oh, it doesn't really work. Or like, what if it could do this? Or mm-hmm. here's how this actually works. But like, it's all just theoretical before they can move their, their mouse over something and it's just not helpful before that. I don't know. Yeah. And that's why being able to build and ship fast in the beginning is like such a huge skill to have, which, I mean, it sounds like Connor's been yeah. uh, obviously with, with you helping on the, the product design and stuff as well. Like you guys both have been just shipping so fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's been the key. And, uh, and yeah, getting now, the feedback now we get to, yeah. Right. Get the feedback quickly, go back, fix things, make it more stable. You know, like we, did I tell you about the, um, the survey that we ran to the wait list? I Was don't that? recall. Okay. That might've been in this, uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> bi-weekly, I lose track of like what we talked about last time I and know, what's I happened know. in between. Uh, let me just look back in the notes. Yeah. I don't think that I did actually. Oh, I think that I said that I was about to, but probably the week after we last recorded, sent out a survey to the wait list. Um, I always wanted to do it, but, uh, I was basically doing 
a max diff analysis on potential features, um, which was really, really useful because you just ask, hey, here's a list of eight features we're thinking about building. Which one is most important to you? Which one is least important to you? And then you get to tally up the interest in each one of those according to most and least. Oh, cool. um, it's really, really simple. But basically we like got that list and we're like, okay, great. Here's like the roadmap. But now we're having to like press pause on that and be like, okay, we need to focus on like stability, reliability, work out the kinks, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but there's also some pricing questions in there that were interesting. So we did a Van Westendorp analysis where we asked people, you know, what price point is this too expensive, expensive, uh, cheap and too cheap. And you just ask them to put plug in four different numbers, right? According to what they know about the product and how it should work and the value that they're already associating with it. And that also gives some good data, uh, pretty much validating kind of the price point that we're going to lead with for early access. Um, mm. at least in the beginning, like a lot of the mechanics around the, the value metric and teams and different upgrades, like still totally unknown, but at least for like, Hey, if this thing's worth paying to you, here's the price. Like, I think that we've got that nailed down now. Nice. But you're not uh, charging anyone yet. No, no, not yet. That's another one of the like features, quote unquote, to integrate is setting up Stripe and getting all that hooked up, which I'm not really in a rush to do. Um, So that'll probably be in the next few weeks ish. But uh, right now, I think it's still very much in that like learning stage. Let people use it. We'll monitor kind of their usage and kind of see it's again it kind of goes back to the idea of like i don't know what is validation is it really money or is it like are people actually using the thing (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i'd much rather just get people to use the thing than try to charge them for it and so i'm not really interested to do that yeah totally i hear nowadays for mvps people don't even hook up stripe they just send out like the stripe payment links oh right right yeah that's totally good shortcut (laughs) Right. I hadn't even thought about that, but we should probably just do that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, in, in true MVP fashion. Uh, that'd be smart. I think especially... I don't know if you can do recurring with that. I, I haven't looked into it myself, but... I think you at can. At the very least, you could do like a year. Yeah, I, th- I thought you could too, but... Yeah. Because Stripe also just released um, their like... Uh, what's it? Self-hosted checkout page. So you can like put it on a subdomain. Um, oh, right, right. And... Uh, so I'd, I'd have to assume that if you hook that up, then you could also just send that at link out to people. Um, maybe not. I don't, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, rather than just like building it all in there, we could do that way later. I'd much rather save that time and just send mm-hmm. out a link. Yeah. Yeah, I seriously hate all the time. <laughs> all the time that was spent, all the lines of code written for... Uh, uh, our billing portal in in Jetboost, because at the time, like the the Stripe portal didn't exist, Stripe uh, hosted checkout didn't exist, so mm-hmm. uh, you had to write a lot more as far as like here's a list of your invoices, and now all that's like included and stuff. Yeah, yeah. One one day we'll migrate over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was just listening to um, oh dang it, there's a new podcast by Aaron Francis and andrew culver i want to say i think it's called mm-hmm. like 
oh dang it what's it called it's something friends framework uh, friends framework friends there we go yeah it's hard for me to listen to because i'm not technical <laughs> yeah. but I, I want to because i want to see if i can track and just like get familiar with all the terminology and how they think through oh, things cool. but it was super interesting hearing um andrew talk about bullet train and how it's it's evolved as basically like stripe has evolved because originally it was like hey you don't need to deal with all this like billing stuff and hooking up your pricing and uh, matching it to authentication and what, what, whatnot. And then Stripe came out and just like made it super, super seamless. So then like he had to shift bullet train further and further away. Um, and then he made it open source and now it just does like a whole bunch of other stuff. But he talked about kind of this, like this tension between like, well, originally it was mainly to help with this part of it, but now it's going to help with all these other things. And we're going to let Stripe do their thing. And he was just like, we can't compete with them on that. Like, we're not going to try to replace them in, in handling all that code. Yeah. I mean, having the fortitude to evolve like that and not just, you know, it's easy to just be like, well, this is what the product does. And yeah. Uh, and kind of fight against the, the way the winds are going. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You could have invested even more into it. And been like, right. no, we're going to do things this way, and we're going to be opinionated right. about, and, and talk about how Stripe does it suboptimally or whatever it is. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that was that was a, a really smart move on his part. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, one of the other things I want to chat about real quick was um, I ended up doing a bunch of writing last week in particular, uh, which felt really really good. But um, a while back, I talked about how I wanted to write a couple articles mainly for like SEO purposes, just to have some sort of traffic that was not Twitter. Um, Mm, Organic mm -hmm. traffic is fantastic because it's free and it's recurring, which Twitter is not. And um, so last week I shipped three posts, uh, one on how to launch on Product Hunt, one on creating a uh, marketing budget for your SaaS startup, and then one on the classic lifetime value to CAC ratio um, and why the payback period is better. Um, and that went really, really well. It was actually, it was something that was kind of pushing off for a little while. And mm. then I got into it and I just kind of got in a groove and just cranked them all out and kind of involved people on Twitter throughout and getting early readers and proofreading and feedback before I actually hit publish. Uh, but felt good to just ship those and get those out of the way and hoping to write one or two more maybe this week if I can get to them. Um, but nonetheless got three out the door last week. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm yeah. I'm super jealous. I, I swear every single day I'm like, I want to start writing more. <laughs> I want to <laughs> actually like publish something on my blog for the first time in who knows how long. And it's really hard to do that. So, uh, yeah, th- three articles from you. Wow. I, I can't say, it's been super, super helpful for me, but I've always liked the the morning pages practice, which I, I think you're familiar with, right? You're just like, you're jotting down random thoughts. And when I was a, a big Rome user, that's really what I was doing. Um, but I think that what helped for me was I already had bits of this in the newsletter and in other places that I could draw from. But I think just having like the rough ideas sketched out somewhere, if it's in like your notes or if it's in whatever is like lowest friction for you to brain dump, then like actually sitting down the writing will, will be easier to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
I still use Obsidian, which I love um, oh, yeah. for kind of like Roam. Um, occasionally do the morning pages thing, but uh, still figuring out. <laughs> Can't do it first thing when I wake up because uh, right. that, that time is not my own anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I found it to be, to be a little a little too heavyweight for me. It, mm-hmm. Even that feels like, okay, I just need to like brain dump and then... I need to write, you know, a certain amount of paragraphs and yeah, even that can be a little bit too much to be useful. Um, I think un- unless your job is so literally tied to just pure output, or if you just love the practice of writing so much that you can't go a single day without jotting something down, then it's too much, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think what you just said for me is a great reminder of don't sit down and feel like, okay, I'm going to write a blog post or I'm going to write this article about something. It's just brain dump everything you're thinking about. And even if it's over, you know, various notes or various days, weeks, months, like eventually you're going to have all that material there. And then you can just Mm -hmm. basically compose the blog post from that. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's Uh, what I need to do more. And, or you could just talk about it here. And then transcribe it and go back through it and try to use yeah. some snippets of things that you've said in the past. Yeah, and I actually I find it does work both ways too. Where if I'm I'm writing more, then my thoughts are clearer and mm-hmm. I feel like I have you know either more to say here or uh, better, more more helpful content to to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I just done that the other day. Actually, I went on the. Uh, the humans of MarTech podcasts uh, with my friends over there and hmm. they generated a transcript and then, um, uh, and then they post the YouTube and I actually used that when I was writing about uh, lifetime value to CAC ratio because I had written a, a tweet thread about it, but I didn't really love the way that I explained it. And then I'd gone on another podcast and I didn't love the way that I explained it that way. But then when I explained, when I, just, you know, was talking and explained it to them on that podcast. I really liked the way that I was going about it there. So I was like, I'm going to use that because I totally forgot what I said, but I just knew that I liked it. <laughs> so when I sit down and write this, I'm going to use that as um, sort of like the, the baseline, the boilerplate for how I'm going to develop it. Um, and I, I did the same thing for another podcast, uh, which I think was on the marketing budget instead. And uh, he had even gone back and created a whole blog post on it, but it was like Q and a style. So they basically kind of buttoned up the transcript for me and that made it even easier. Cause I could literally oh, wow. copy and paste and then like change the words around a little bit for myself. That's awesome. Yeah. That made it a lot easier. So we'll see when these things actually start ranking and uh, producing traffic. Hopefully soon they're like, I picked them because they're pretty low competition, longer tail keywords. You know, it's not a ton of traffic, but it'd be really high quality, the right type of people that I want to reach at the right time, especially as well. Uh, like how to launch a product ton. Normally a time when people start thinking about marketing, it's like, all right, my product's mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. quote unquote, <laughs> but now mm-hmm. I need to figure out marketing. So I want to catch them there. Start a marketing budget more for people either starting uh, a new job or when they've raised some money. And so I want to kiss them there. And then lifetime back to CAC, like I know that they're starting to get a little bit more sophisticated or they're testing out some new 
uh, advertising channels, especially. So I want to catch them at that moment and loop them in. So, um, fingers crossed. I, I checked, I think on Friday, you know, I'd even just post, I just published one and none of them were ranking for anything yet, but hopefully this week <laughs> uh, they at least get indexed and Google will see them and they'll start showing up on, you know, the hundredth page or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, until there's some new search engine that uses like some sort of TikTok algorithm where right. it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> things go viral like instantly, then uh, it's, it's going to take some time. <laughs> you know what's funny was I, um, so the, well, I think maybe it was all three of them, but I would post on Twitter like, hey, I've got a rough draft of this thing I'm writing about in Notion. Would anybody be interested in proofreading or giving an early read? all these people like 30 or 50 people would comment and be like, Oh, I would, or let me read it. And then, so I'd send them the link to the notion page, which was literally where I was writing it. Um, and then they would read it, you know, reply, get feedback, whatever it was. And then when I would post the finished version crickets, <laughs> like absolutely nothing. <laughs> I look in the analytics and there'd be like, you know, 20 visitors uh, or like 20 page views like what in the world like do i just need to i don't know if it was just hmm. something in the air and twitter that week or uh if, it's, if it was because it was you know a link or if i need to change the tactics or whatever it was but um you know i'm trying to build that early traffic so that it'll get indexed and yeah so that google sees like some positive signals there and i was like wow i need to really like go back to you know, content promotion practices and like think about marketing these things. I just thought I could hit publish, but apparently not. When you put the early versions out, did you just say like, Hey, I'm working on this thing or did you actually like put the title and, and what you're writing about? Uh, I, w I wouldn't put like the title, but I would allude to what it was. Let me read the okay. exact post here. Um, Uh, okay here we go so the first one was finally wrote up a guide to launching on product hunt and get number one product of the day anyone up to proofread before i hit publish and then i got 15 responses um which isn't a ton right like i think i still ended up getting like more page views than responses but it you know i weight the pay the, the responses more heavily than the page views right mm -hmm. uh and then the second one was wrote up a guide to creating a marketing budget for your SaaS startup it's got two easy methods and could be for either founders or marketers who wants to give it an early read 64 comments um and then the third one all right folks i've got a spicy article in the works it's about why ltb to cac is a sham and how payback period is a better alternative for measuring customer acquisition efficiency. Who wants to give it an early read? 29 comments. Um, and then I would, and then I would post it, uh, five likes. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> totally different response. Yeah. Okay. I've actually seen similar behavior now that I think about it. So sometimes I'll post on Twitter, um, if there's like a JetBoost feature that's in beta, I'll be like, hey, you know, reply or mm. DM me if you want early access and get a whole bunch of engagement, a whole bunch of people that are interested. And then when we actually launch the thing, it's like 
yeah, you know, a few likes or whatever, but but nothing major. I don't know any of the psychology behind that or, or what it, what it is, but I've, I have seen that. I I should know this. I'm a marketer. I, I should I should be able to figure out or put a name to what's going on here. It's just it feels weird. I, I saw someone. I think it was um Alex Garcia of uh, Marketing Examines, and the last like two weeks he's been doing this thing where he's like, oh, who wants to read like this? You know, DM me and then I'll I'll send it to you. And he gets like two three hundred people to to comment and then it like he has this tool that'll automatically dm them the link to it or whatever um i don't know why people i'm not that way personally this is the classic you know it's not what i do so i'm gonna like project that into what everyone else does (laughs) but it just feels like it should be the opposite you know um i don't know It's, it's it must be the fact that like people don't get what you're talking about right then. So they feel like they don't want to miss out. And so they click like, Oh yeah, I want it. Or I won't give it a read. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're saying people. it feels like it should be the opposite because it's actually like more work for them to get the early totally. access version versus just here's a link to go read a blog post. <laughs> right. Like it's out in public. Yeah. This is, this is the internet, you know, like, I just want to be able to click on something and read it, not have to like, it feels the same to me as um, like fill out this form to get this PDF for a case study. I'm like, just let me right. read the freaking case study. Right. I'm like what, why do you want to comment to read this blog post? Like, you know that I'm just going to publish it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's just, it's just weird. Yeah. I was like, well, I, I think what's I should like, be doing this more if I should be like, you know, extracting <laughs> the growth hack that it is. Well, cause from like the early response that like gets you hyped up, you're like, wow, there's, you know, look at all this engagement. People are really interested in this thing. And so then when it feels more like crickets, when you launch it, it's like, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't feel so good. Exactly. Right. It'd be one thing if it was like, oh, I'm going to ask people who wants it. And then that's going to build all this hype and anticipation for then when it does come out, everyone's going to share it and read it and be like, oh, this right. is so good. I'm, I'm glad I finally got it. But it's the fact that people read it, they tell me that they love it, and then I publish the public version and it's crickets and no one is giving me any sort of feedback like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just that good. It. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They're like, this is a perfect article. Stumped. I have nothing else right. to add. <laughs> people were even uh, there was one it was the last one the lifetime value to cac ratio and i'm trying to be very controversial and the title literally says ltv to cac ratio is a sham parentheses use payback period instead and uh but i didn't say that in the tweet that's asking for early readers but people started tagging people all over the place like oh what do you think about this or like this guy would know he's um, like an expert and teaches at, you know, so-and-so university or college or, or whatever it is. But then I, I post the actual thing and there are no tags. There's no one like debating in the comments about, you know, the merits of payback period or what other thing to use. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess there's gotta be some sort of medium in here about, a happy medium, a, con- uh, a compromise, right? Like get the best of both worlds mm-hmm. somehow. 
Yeah. Well, if you figure it out, let me know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is new with you? Anything else top of mind or uh, to update on in the last two weeks? Eh, I got a couple more things on my list, but I'm uh, I'm getting low on time, and I think we yeah, can, yeah, we can save those for next time, just in case uh, I don't get anything done these next two weeks. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Yeah, I'll give you a, another easy excuse to uh, give yourself permission to take some time off and not worry about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. All right, man. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. We'll see you in the next one. And uh, you can expect to hear back from us end of April, I believe. So we'll chat then. Alrighty.